Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And happy new year to all the unscripted listeners out there. This is our first unscripted podcast for 2017. I'm Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is my good pal, Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, happy new year to you. How the hell are you? I am fantastic. Uh, happy new year to you. And, uh, you know, this is always one of the highlights of my week, my friend. So I'm excited to chat with you, bro. I'm excited too, but the fact that you're that excited and it's the highlight of your week maybe speaks to where you're at in life right now. <laughs> it's a season, right? <laughs> it is. It is. So do you have a topic you want to – oh, you know, before we, we, we launch into a topic, which, yeah. gosh, I'm so excited like you. I almost launched right into a topic. You know, Kirby, it's really cold outside. Yes, it is. And um, that reminds me that the new 2017 Bay State Catalog – is available, and I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Uh, that new catalog is, is has 19 new products added to technology, housewares, healthcare, and writing instruments categories. Pretty exciting stuff, if you ask me. I know you didn't, but if you <laughs> did ask me, uh, pretty exciting stuff, and it's all available via the BayState.com website. So I highly encourage everyone to use their Google machines. Go to BayState. <laughs> Excuse me. Boy, I'm so excited. I, I actually just choked on my own excitement. Um, <laughs> I love when that happens. Well, who doesn't? Go to BayState.com and uh, use that Google machine to go there. Check out those new new products added. And if you happen to be in Las Vegas next week, you can also visit them at their booth. The BayState booth is number 5905. Mark that down, 5905 for Bay State. You can also visit Promo Corner, which Unscripted is available at, oh, exclusively every week on Promo Corner. Yep. Booth 5911. So they're right down the aisle from each other. So you can hit one, then the other. I'm not going to tell you which one to go to first, but hit them both. Yeah, absolutely. It's good, good folks at both places. And so, yeah, we uh, very, appreciate their support. Very good folks. And, and Kirby, as always, I want to thank you for beginning the new year and having the courage to do this podcast. Why don't you start us off at the top? Absolutely. Speaking of courage, um, let's start with the fact that my youngest just got her driver's permit. And uh, so courage is definitely a big part of my life right now. Uh, uh, is liquid courage part of that? No, not during the driving lessons. After, maybe. Uh, okay. But uh, it was funny the other day. You know, I think so many times when you're doing driving lessons with your kids, or at least this is how it is with us, um, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you can run down to the store or you can – um, you can get, run over to the school or it's, you know, Hey, take us home, you know, short little bursts of driving. And those are always good. But the other day I was like, no, we need to spend some extended time behind the wheel. We did parking. We did, um, we did backing into places. We did all kinds of stuff. And then like an hour behind the wheel. And it was funny cause I had one of those sort of uh, epiphany moments, right? That, uh, it was certainly a partially just courage. But I was like, you know, I, I'm talking to my daughter. I'm like, part of the reason this is good is because we are um, learning to drive. 
but it's funny because one of the struggles she has is that she's got her sister telling her how to drive. She's got her mother telling her how to drive. She's got her father telling her how to drive. And I said to her, I said, you know, the bigger lesson here is this is like learning anything in life, right? You start at it, you're really struggling, you're in your own head, you're overthinking everything. But the way to get better is to just do it over and over again. And oh, by the way, the other thing about trying anything new in life is you're going to have a bunch of people with their voices in your ear telling you how to do it. And some of them are good voices and some of them aren't. But uh, it was a funny thing because I was like, at the end of the day, this is about a driving lesson, but Maybe it's bigger. Is that is that too profound? No, it's a, it's, it's it's just the right amount of profound, Kirby. <laughs> um, yeah, on the profound scale, there's not enough profound. There's way too profound. That is right, perfect profound. Good. No, I, I I think you know just when you do anything new, uh, you you uh, I think it's human nature to kind of seek out other voices, people who've done it before, uh, to get their their perspective on it to get their views whether it's driving riding a bike speaking in front of people yeah, yeah. uh for the first time i think you you do that but then there's that that kind of just like we talked about the right amount of profound there's the right amount of input um yeah. that one can take right i mean at some point your youngest daughter is going to have to you know take that wheel on her own yep and take the uh take the uh, lesson she's learned from you and your bride and her sister and be her own driver yeah. and it's just like anything else in life so i you know there's there's that happy medium where you, you certainly it's good to seek that advice um but at some point you have to tune it out as well and and, and there's no right or wrong answer for that the the tune out yeah, it's it's funny too. One of the things I said to her was like, one of the things is you have to choose who you listen to. And what I've found in my life is the sometimes the people who sound the most confident, the ones who sound really smart, aren't the ones who really know what the hell they're talking about. And so you got you have to figure that out for yourself. Well, I'm also a believer that every single one of us. You know, we, we all walk around confidently that we're good at what we do and all that, but all of us have that voice inside ourselves that tells us we're not good enough or today's that I, you know, the joke I always make is I guarantee you, uh, Eddie Van Halen walks on stage every night thinking, okay, I guess tonight's the night they're going to figure me out for the fraud that I am. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I do a lot of public speaking. I know you do too. And before every session, I'm nervous as hell for the about the 15, 20 minutes leading up to it yeah. until I get rolling and I wonder, am I going to screw it up? How bad am I going to do? And even though I'll tell you, I'm, I'm very confident in my speaking skills. So I think it's just that human nature yeah. um, part yeah. of it. No, I totally agree. I talk about that a lot. We've all got that voice. And so that's good stuff, man. So what well, do you got? Well, here, here's something I was thinking of. So we're heading right into uh, PPAI Expo. So it's the biggest trade show of the year. It's kind of – we kind of run a NASCAR-type industry. Okay. And the fact that NASCAR's biggest event, the Daytona 500, kicks off their season. Their Super Bowl kicks off the season. Yeah. It's almost the same thing in, in our industry. You know, the biggest trade show kicks off our season. And you're a distributor. You've been a distributor for a number of years when and you've gone to Expo for a number of years, what do you expect to get out of Expo? What do you consider? Give me three things from a distributor's perspective. What three things do you want to walk out of Las Vegas with that will make you feel like it was a successful show? 
time well spent and money well spent? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think that for me, and I think you and I have talked about this separately, but this, this has sort of shifted. This has changed for me. And I think it depends on the season of your career. And so like it used to be when I first started going to PPA, I spent three days going booth to booth. And I think that's super important if, um, you know, you're going out there to find the latest, the greatest, the places that you feel like you can make the most impact with your clients. But that's not really where I'm at um, in my career. So uh, I would say that the, the things that I go to Expo for in no particular order – I, I love the education. I feel like that um, PPAI does a, a pretty good job of putting together a wide variety of education that can speak to people wherever they are. And it's a more ver- it's more variety of education than I can get in any of the other industry events from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So I really a- appreciate the education. Um, number two – uh, networking, and I know that sounds like a little bit of. I always, I always make the joke that it's a little bit like our own little class reunion um, mm-hmm. for the industry. Um, frankly, I enjoy that part of it. I think uh, cementing those relationships and making those stronger is something that I really enjoy, and I take away from it. And then the piece of networking that you know, quite frankly, if there are connections to be made, whether it's supplier distributor, whether it's distributor distributor. Those sort of connections that might help enhance my business, whether it's bringing somebody on, whether it's uh, strengthening a relationship, strengthening a partnership, um, those are those are the three that come to my mind right off the top of my head. So that's good answers. Good answers. Now I have a different perspective because okay. um, for the past you know couple of years, I have <coughs> excuse me, I'm still excited about uh, the new new base state 2017 catalog. I just can't shake it. Absolutely. Um, I am I am not on the distributor side these days. I, I'm a service provider, so I'm kind of in no man's land. Yeah. Um, so I I work with both suppliers and distributors. So um, my answer is a little different, but yet the same. I, I also love the education sessions. Um, I think uh, Expo or the people PPA do a really nice job with a wide range of of experts speaking and and offer a lot of education. To me, I, 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 I'm going to push back into the networking part of it a little bit. I, you know, one of the things I don't like about the Expo is the fact that it seems to be a big, uh, big class reunion. I mean, that's great and all for the first day or so, but I want to get shit done. Right. Um, and, and that's what I'm there for. I'm there to connect with people. I'm there to reconnect with some people. I'm there to uh, speak to them about their projects and, and see if I can uh, you know, increase my own uh, business uh, visibility. And so I look forward to the education. I look forward to the, those type of, of pushing my business forward. But then I also look forward to just really kind of enjoying the moment of, of so many people getting together in one place mm-hmm. and really trying to push an industry forward. I enjoy the things uh, in you and I, you know, full disclosure, we are uh, Promo Kitchen chefs, yep. so I really enjoy what we do in Promo Kitchen in terms of pushing the industry forward. I think what Mark Graham and Catherine Graham and what their group does on Common Skew uh, to push the industry forward, great, great stuff. And then also PPAI, I think they're, they're yeah. taking some risks, um, which is a good thing, some calculated, measurable risks to push our industry forward. So to be among a group of, of thinkers, um, in, in that type of situation is, is really inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. So to be around the thought leaders, people I, I respect, people I aspire to be more like, mm. I, that's what I get a lot out of. 
Yeah, no, I, I actually really like that. And I think, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a friend yesterday about this, that one of my um, sort of goals for the year, one of the things I thought about is I want to be more intentional about getting around people who have accomplished things that I haven't, who are smarter than me. Um, right. And I think that the, the expo definitely gives an opportunity to do that. Well, we both mentioned education, and so this is going to be a little self-serving, but you know what? I don't give a shit. It's our podcast. Um, so if if you like Kirby and you like me, we are doing some education sessions together at PPAI Expo. First thing, if you happen to be going to SKUCon, which I, I hope many of you are, Kirby and I are going to be doing a uh, – workshop on how to build your brand and your business using a podcast and then we're going to do a live version of unscripted so that's going to be a lot of fun that's sunday afternoon so that's sunday january the 8th on monday january the 9th now this is a a session i'm doing by myself it's called the lessons of 100 percent sell more by reducing client friction and that's bright and early eight in the morning in Breakers L Level 2, and then immediately following that in the same room, Breakers L Level 2, and I'm pretty excited about this, it is at 9.20 a.m., Promo Kitchen presents Salt and Pepper Live, and that's going to be with me and Kirby. It's a little bit like our podcast, except a little more rapid fire. We are going to do no preparation for this, and it is going to be moderated by the one and only John Norris. And John has promised uh, a list of topics. He's going to get the audience involved from an interaction perspective. It could be the biggest wheels off experience of anybody's <laughs> expo life. Or so it that's could be again awesome. nine. It's, I think it's going to be great. It's, yeah. uh, so that's Promo Kitchen presents Salt and Pepper Live with Kirby and Bill, and moderated by the one and only John Norris. Again, nine twenty a.m. Monday morning, January the 9th, Breakers L Level Two, and then on Wednesday morning at nine a.m. Kirby and I are doing one final education session that's called Putting the Social in Your Media, and that's in Breakers F, as in Frank, level two. And that's a really interesting session where we talk about that each one of us is really a media company and how can we leverage those different media assets to boost our brand and boost our business. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to – let's face it. You and I obviously hang out together a lot, so we must enjoy each other's company. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. mm. yeah. no, I'm looking forward as, to the social and your media one. That's a, that's going to be fun. As, as that is true. We do hang out a lot. But my favorite thing is when, when I happen to introduce us, I say, this is my, my name is Bill Petrie. This is Kirby Hossman. We've known each other for 15 years. We've been friends for four non-consecutive <laughs> years. And there's a great story behind that. And you're going to have to buy either me or Kirby a drink to get it. Yeah, fair. That's, that's good. But yeah, good. But uh, our, and to, let me just give you a little bit of a plug. I'm really excited for the 8 a.m. session that you're going to do. I'm going to be in the audience for that one, um, so definitely worth checking out. But lots of other awesome education sessions that are going to be there, and a lot of them from the Promo Kitchen chefs. So if you can just find the chefs, um, you can't go wrong with any of the sessions they're doing. Absolutely, and I'll tell you that 8 o'clock one I'm doing Monday morning is uh, there are no words in my presentation deck. It is all uh, visual, so it's 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 a di- different type of way to present content, and I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Cool, man. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. Um, so I have – it's the beginning of the year, and I find that people – you know, it's New Year's resolution time, and I've gotten several contacts here lately – um, of people who have expressed an interest with working with, with my company. Um, and that's exciting. Uh, quite frankly, I, I think that's sort of a next step for us, but I'm getting a few 
that are saying, look, I've got this other job and I want to sort of do this sales thing on the side um, and maybe potentially grow it until I could take it on full time. I have fairly distinctive reservations about this um, because I think, you know, like a lot of things, it's you, you kind of got to – my perspective is you have to jump in full force if you want to succeed at it, but maybe not. And so I guess I wanted your perspective is a sales career in promo or whatever, is that something you can do part-time? What do you think? Well, I think it depends on what your definition of success is. And your definition of success is probably radically different than someone who's looking at doing this as a part-time gig. Mm. So I think that's the first thing you need to define. What do they view success as and what do you view success as? I tend to agree more with you that if you want to succeed at anything, you really need to give as much of yourself to it as you can, as much effort as you can, as much time as you can, as much focus as you can, and so on. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you could have a network at Hassaman Marketing, that uh, a network of five part-time salespeople, each of which sold $50,000 a year at a decent margin, were low-maintenance, Right. They didn't uh, drain the company of resources. Would you take that $250,000 of revenue a year? My guess is that you would. So, again, I think you just really need to define for yourself what does success mean? Mm -hmm. um, and second, what resources do those people who want to do it part-time, what kind of resources are they going to need to succeed? Now, again, you know, I, I don't look at selling promotional products as a part-time job. Unfortunately, I think the industry at large, and yes, ASI, I'm kind of looking at you a little bit, <laughs> has kind of positioned the industry that, hey, anybody can do this and so on and so forth. And yeah, anybody can do it. Not anybody can do it successfully though. Yeah. Um, and again, that's not to disparage ASI. Look, they're a business and they need to grow membership. And I understand and actually respect that. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Right. So... Um, I, I think it's really incumbent upon you as the business owner, what kind of business do you want Hausman Marketing to be? And if there's a network of people who, who can do it successfully and whatever success is defined by them and you're happy with the output and the income derived from their success, then who cares? Yeah, no, I think that there's a really key point that you mentioned in there that I is that you said if they can do that and are low maintenance – but yep. in my experience, folks who do it part-time don't – they're not. And that's not because they're bad folks. It's because, let's face it, they don't know where to find that pen that their, that their customer wants. They don't know the best suppliers to go if you need a rush order. They, so they, of course, have to ask and you know, essentially they require maintenance. No, I, I, <laughs> and so I, I, that's honestly, the challenge. Like I said – yeah, like I said, I actually agree with you on that. So it would have to be a pretty specific person yeah. that is a self-starter but maybe not, you know, not super motivated by growing their business wildly. I, again, I kind of lean toward you on it. Look, yeah. if, if you want to sell for me, great, but I'm going to invest on you based on the amount of effort you give. Right. Well, and hey, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the metric. Yeah, we got time for about one more topic, so I wanted to let you take the floor. Um, let's do something a little fun. So, uh, we, we're going to Las Vegas this week. Um, you know, there's two things, there's, there's nothing, there's only one thing I like better than going to Las Vegas. Okay. And that's, 
that's leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to Las Vegas, and there's always great opportunities to dine. There's wonderful, fabulous restaurants there. Kirby, what dining experiences do you look forward to in Las Vegas? Oh, man, this is tough for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm laughing because it's like uh, I would be the last person on the planet to make dinner reservations. I Because – this I'm fully aware of <laughs> because, because like people are like, well, what do you like to eat? Um, yes, I like to eat, uh, whatever. I'm kind of low maintenance about it. And so, um, I, we stay, I'm staying at the Luxor. And so Mandalay Bay has a couple of really cool restaurants that I've eaten at. Other than that, I'm not your guy, man. You got to tell me where to go. So what, what, what about you? First of all, I want to thank you for the lamest answer to a <laughs> Sorry, question man. in the history of this podcast. <laughs> that is the worst. That is, that is the worst possible answer anyone could ever give. That's just horrible. So I'm going to apologize on behalf of you to everyone listening. Uh, well, all right. So to answer my own question, Kirby, and I'm glad you asked. Um, looking, <laughs> looking forward to a couple of things. So okay. every year, I make it a point. I love sushi. Okay. Um, I love sushi. I love sushi to the point that I've actually learned how to make it, and I actually made sushi over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic, by the way. It was absolutely cool. fantastic. It, just the whole process, just learning how to do it, making the rice the right consistency. And anyway, that's beside the point. So every year, I make it a point to go to Nobu okay. in the Hard Rock Cafe, cool. and or Hard Rock Hotel, I should say, and it is nothing short of fabulous. Okay. Because you you give them a budget. If you're doing it right, in my opinion, you give them a budget, you tell them what your likes are, what you don't like, maybe someone's not a big fan of shellfish or whatever, and they just keep bringing sushi until you've hit your your budget. <laughs> okay. And it's such a wonderful dining experience to let the chef, someone who clearly is a, a passion for, for what they do, and if you've ever been to a rest, you know, high-end restaurant like that, you know they're, they're, those people are very passionate about what they do. And to give them that kind of free license and free reign to just go wild is, is such a, a tremendous experience. I highly recommend it. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, and that's probably the one I always look forward to every year. It's an annual trek for me. Okay, cool. So there you go. That's my answer. That's your answer. I like it. Well, I appreciate you, it. You'll have to give you, on me. the other hand, are looking forward to grabbing in and out at the Las Vegas uh, airport. So <laughs> The burger bar, because I walked by it. <laughs> hey, now, see, that would have been a good answer. Had you had said, hey, I like that burger bar on that walkway between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay, that would have been a perfectly appropriate answer, because you know what? That's some good burger. Okay. Well, I, I didn't realize how – I didn't know how fancy you were looking. So yeah. I'm not looking fancy at all. It could be I, – I do actually know people who – uh, and I don't get the whole in and out thing. It's not that great, people. But there are people <laughs> who, who, yeah. Here goes Bill on a rant again. Yeah. Um, yeah. In and out, completely overrated. Not that good. If you want a good hamburger, go a fast food hamburger. Go to Whataburger if you're in the South. But that's beside the point. But there are people who I know love in and out, and they make it a point to go to in and out every year when they're in Vegas. So I don't think there's any accounting for what people like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I, I, it, I, uh, dude, I'm not one, unless somebody drags me out, I'm always just like, whatever's convenient. And, um, that's, I'm, I'm a little lazy that way, I guess. Well, I wouldn't say lazy, but, but, uh, we're going to help focus and sharpen your culinary skills on this trip, my friend. I like it. Okay, cool. I need that. 
Excellent. Well, I, I think I think we're at the end of our time, yes, so sir. just one uh, quick reminders for everybody. You want to always first of all, I should have said this at the top of the show, but really want to thank uh, both Bay State and Promo Corner for allowing us to uh, dipshits to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, they they seem to enjoy it. We seem to have a, a decent following, and so really thank you guys for the opportunity. Uh, again, Bay State does have a new catalog out. Their 2017 catalog is out and it's available. And there's 19 new products added to the technology and housewares, healthcare, and writing instrument categories. Please visit them on BayState.com. And when you're in Vegas next week, please stop by their booth uh, at 5905. And then you can stop by Promo Corner's booth at 5911 and tell Joel Moore how much you love this podcast. And honestly, <laughs> if, if he ever pulled the plug on this podcast – there would be some sort of hell to pay. And I don't know what that would be. That's up to each of you to decide. For sure. For sure. But Excellent. I, uh, I appreciate you doing it with me, man. Happy New Year, and let's uh, let's make 2017 rock. Happy New Year to everybody out there. 2017 is going to be a great year for all of us. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.